4: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, November 10th, 2023. Today, the FBI is investigating letters with suspicious powders sent to election workers in multiple states. The feds have indicted three people for running a brothel frequented by politicians. Hunter Biden is suing Trump ally and former Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne. What's up with Speaker Johnson not having any bank accounts? The Democrats' new 2024 election battle plan. Israel will begin implementing four-hour humanitarian pauses. And Senator Joe Manchin will not run for re-election in the Senate. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Bye, Joe. Bye-bye, Joe. Get on your yacht, run away, float away.
3: I mean, at least the 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 amount of like dis- disdain I've I've had toward him for just you know a lot of his decisions over the last four years. I'm glad that energy can go elsewhere. I'm obviously worried about the seat, but we can talk more about that over the
4: next year. Yeah, I mean he he single handedly put kids in poverty, and I'm going to talk. Uh, a little bit more about that later with our guest, John Fugelsang. He's here. It's Fugelsang Fridays. Fugelsang Fridays. Also, later today, we have a cleanup on aisle 45 happy hour for patrons. That's at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Pete and I will answer your questions. If you're a cleanup on aisle 45 patron, also, the word is out. I am suing the former president and the Department of Veterans Affairs for conspiracy, discrimination, and violating my First Amendment rights by pushing me out of my job and investigating the Mueller She Wrote podcast. Woohoo! Very proud of you. Thank you. They have all, including Donald Trump, been served. hmm uh, I've been asked if I have a GoFundMe or a legal fund to pay my legal bills. I do not. So don't worry about that. This isn't about money. But if you want to support me sign up to be a patron. You get stuff in return. You get ad-free episodes. You get them early. And vote for Dems up and down the ticket. That'll really help. Um, So anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash Wrote. And for cleanup on aisle 45, it's patreon.com slash aisle 45 pod, A-I-S-L-E-4-5-P-O-D. And this weekend, we're going to start the refried beans. I'm very excited.
3: I love it. I love it. The listener who suggested refried beans, good on you. I think they should get something free. I don't know what it is, but Allison will probably come up with something.
4: (laughs) Get something free. You get free reruns on the weekends. You get
3: free (laughs) reruns on the You get free Read 5 Beans.
4: These are going to be available to the public. They're not for patrons only. Um, Reruns on the Daily Beans from either one, two, or three years ago for that week. So you can uh, look and see how far we've come, right? Uh, so you can get some beans on the weekends. I'm very excited about this. Uh, so when you do get some beans over the weekend, that's what's happening. We're we're playing reruns. So just be careful to listen for the date. I always give it at the top of the show. So you will have it. All right, everybody, it's time for some quick hits. And to make a
0: long story short, too late.
4: First up, Hunter Biden sued Patrick Byrne for defamation on Wednesday, saying the former CEO of Overstock.com falsely accused Hunter Biden of soliciting a bribe from Iran. In an interview published in June, Byrne accused the president's son of reaching out to the government of Iran and offering to have his father unfreeze Iranian money in exchange for a bribe. Oh, good Lord.
3: Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, after Ohio's Vote Tuesday to protect abortion rights, Democrats are rushing to get similar measures on the ballot next year in key states such as Arizona, Nevada and Florida. In private and with a group of abortion rights organizers in Miami last month, second gentleman Dog Emhoff has described Democrats' path to victory in 2024 as Dobbs' And democracy. And that's according to two people familiar with his comments. I think this is a brilliant idea. The more people to get out and vote on those measures, the more people to actually get out and vote.
4: Yes. Dobbs and democracy. That's what's on the ballot. And Senator Joe Manchin, the conservative West Virginia Democrat known for bipartisan deal making and often frustrating some of his party's most ambitious policy goals, announced on Thursday he will not seek reelection. Also, a new committee has been registered with the FEC called the Draft Romney Mansion Committee. Hmm. so I'm not sure what's going on there. I, don't, I hope it's not the no labels oh you boy know, two yeah. party ticket or whatever that's that's happening. And of course Jill Stein has announced she's running as the Green Party candidate. okay. Oh hmm. boy, go away. Seriously. Can we get a recount on how many people want Jill
3: Stein to run for office?
4: (laughs) Let's raise money and do a recount.
3: (laughs) We could do that. And then we'll raise money and that won't actually be a recount. Okay.
4: Okay. Totally. So those are the the quick hits today. We have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. (laughs) All right. First up from Tom Winter at all. At NBC, the FBI and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service are investigating a series of letters containing suspicious powder that were sent to election workers in multiple states in recent days. In at least one case, the powder tested positive in a field test for fentanyl. That's what officials said Thursday. There have been no reports of anyone suffering ill health effects, the officials said. The substances found in the letters are still being lab tested, so the field test showed fentanyl. So you can you can get false positives and false negatives. Uh, In field tests, so they're now being lab tested. Officials in Georgia, Oregon and Washington state have all reported suspicious letters that have been sent to election officers or workers. The FBI field office in Portland said it had, quote, responded to multiple incidents involving suspicious letters sent to several ballot counting centers in Oregon. The FBI, Seattle and Atlanta field offices issued similar statements. The Texas Department of Public Safety said it had also responded to a report of a letter containing an unknown substance that had been mailed to the state attorney general's office in Austin on Thursday morning. It said in a statement that preliminary tests on the envelope had come back negative, but the FBI would do further testing. Law enforcement officials said it's too soon to say where the letters came from or who may be responsible. The postal inspectors declined to discuss details of the investigation. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger referred to the envelopes that were sent to Fulton County as domestic terrorism and said in a statement that his office is, quote, working with our state and federal partners to determine if any additional Georgia officials are being targeted. Rob Pitts, who's chairman of the Fulton County Board of Commissioners, said in a statement, this incident underscores the issue of election worker safety and the need for stronger election safety. Our recently opened elections hub will allow us to improve security operations as we go into the 2024 elections. Washington Secretary of State Steve Hobbs told the Associated Press the incidents in his state were acts of terrorism that threaten our elections. Hobbs's office said Wednesday that election offices in King, Pierce, Skagit and Spokane counties had all been sent envelopes containing unknown powdery substances. His office has also noted during the state's August 1st primary, election officials in King and O'Connigan counties, I hope I'm saying that right, received suspicious substances in envelopes. Investigators determined the one sent to King County contained trace amounts of fentanyl, while the substance in the envelope sent to Okanogan County was deemed unharmful. The mailings come as election officials around the country have complained of increased threats, with some pointing to the bogus rigged election claims by former President Donald Trump and others since the 2020 election. Raffensperger said in his statement that elections officials should, quote, be free from fear and intimidation. We will work tirelessly to ensure that Georgia elections remain free fair and secure, he said. And this is just further evidence of, of the, you know, the remnants of what happened in, in 2020. So yeah, we'll see.
3: All right, AG, this is from Catherine Rampell at the Washington Post. A teeny fraction of American households, they don't have bank accounts. And in recent days, it appeared that one such household might belong to the man second in line for the presidency. And that's Mr. House Speaker, I care way too much about gay sex, Mike Johnson. <laughs> now, Johnson's recent launch from obscure congressional backbencher. Sorry, there's got to be backbencher. A there. Backbencher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, was, that was an intentional word usage by whoever wrote this. Good <laughs> uh, job, by the way,
4: Catherine Rampell. I, Catherine Rampell is one of my favorite writers. You're going to love the way she wrote this article.
3: Oh, my God, so good. So, yeah, the backbencher, uh, as we know him, to one of the most powerful people in the country, has come with a wave of scrutiny. Reporters are combing through his past and finding weird stuff, to say the least. His curious arrangement with his son to monitor each other's digital devices for porn, for instance. We're not making this shit up. When you saw that, it's not an Onion article. He and his son monitor each other's devices so they're not doing too much porn, watching too much, whatever you do with porn. Doing porn, watching porn, have a good time. Now, one less salacious but perhaps more consequential discovery involves his finances. In his most recent annual financial disclosures released last year, Johnson reports no assets, at all. Now, there's no retirement accounts, no money market funds, no stocks, no crypto, not even a basic checking or savings account. I'm sorry, what? Uh, Yeah, because I think there's some private school happening with his children too. So, but it's very curious. Now, even more peculiar, his disclosures has never listed any checking or savings accounts on any of the forms he has filed going back to 2016, the year that he was elected to Congress. Huh. Now, this is confusing. Where is his congressional salary being deposited? Is he cashing it, and putting it under a mattress? Like, how is he paying his bills? Like, it just doesn't, none of this makes sense. Johnson was asked on Sunday about his lack of bank account during an interview on Fox News. And he said, I'm a man of modest means, deflecting the question entirely clearly. He said he had previously worked at nonprofits. He noted that he also has either four or five children, which is a whole other story, by the way. And he said, we have a lot of expenses, he said, citing multiple tuition bills for those kids. Told you. He then pivoted to talking about his upbringing as the son of a firefighter and declared that these humble financial circumstances help him, and I quote, relate to every hardworking American family. The Fox News anchor asked no follow-up questions Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This bizarre exchange, it raised obviously more questions than it answered, such as how is he paying those school tuition fees for his children? Like with cash he keeps in a mattress? I, I mean, seriously, is there just like, I, I don't even understand. Like, are, are there just cans, <laughs> like cans in the cabinet, like just old oatmeal cans with a lot of $1 bills? I like how Rampal says sacks of doubloons. <laughs> sacks of doubloons. I love it. And she went on to say, okay, there was speculation, including via late night TV jokes, of course, that Johnson might be completely unbanked. Now, this seems improbable. Seriously, the unbanked are disproportionately very low income people who can't make minimum balance requirements or afford bank fees. Now, rank and file federal representatives, by contrast, they draw a sizable congressional salary, $174,000, and that gets bumped up to two hundred dollars if you are the Speaker of the House. Well, that's not Johnson's only income either, as he earns another $30,000 annually for teaching at Liberty University, which I keep getting ads for. His wife receives multiple salaries too. The exact amounts of her salaries, those were not disclosed in Johnson's most recent financial reports either, but based on prior years data, the household is likely pulling in at least $211,000 a year. Now, that's close to the 90th percentile. And note that other members of Congress of, quote, modest backgrounds, they still somehow report having a bank account. Or maybe he had bank balances so low that they're below the required reporting threshold, which is $1,000 for any given account, so long as the combined value of all bank accounts, including those of spouses and dependent children, is over $5,000. Well, this would suggest that the speaker was living hand to mouth. That is, I'm I'm not going to go there. That is whatever money comes in might be going right out the door. Also hard to believe. Well, she went on to say those reporting thresholds matter only for a brief snapshot in time. The accounts balance at the end of the calendar year. That's when it matters. So if a savings account exists and was, let's say, flush on December 1st, but got cleaned out by December 31st, it doesn't have to disclose it. In these annual filings, that was explained by Jordan Liebowitz. He's a communications director for Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. It's a watchdog group. Liebowitz noted another detail supporting this hypothesis. When Johnson first came into office, he had a retirement account. That account has since disappeared. While he has taken out another loan. And a quote, the retirement fund was slowly going up and is now gone, which kind of points to having money problems. That's what Leibowitz said. Now, Johnson's office did not respond to questions. I, meaning the person who wrote this, sent about his financial disclosures by publication time. Then, early Tuesday morning, Politico reported that his office told his own reporter that Johnson does indeed have a bank account. His account does not pay interest, though, which makes it exempt from house disclosure rules. Hmm. (laughs) Holding your family's entire savings in a non-interest-bearing account is a strange choice for a high-income household, particularly during a period of high inflation. But more important, this arrangement still leaves voters in the dark about Johnson's financial well-being. Whatever Johnson's motivation for managing his money this way, the effect is to obscure what his resources actually look like and whether he's under the kind of financial strain that other parts of his disclosures might suggest. People of all levels of income have money troubles, of course, and it's usually no one's business, but those who hold the public trust are different. Whether it's the leader of the free world or the leader of the people's house, the public has a right to know whether their elected officials are facing serious financial difficulties, particularly ones that might make them targets for unsavory characters and influence buying or that might tempt them to misuse campaign funds. This is not exactly unprecedented. No. This is why we have financial disclosures in the first place. She goes on to say, so Americans can judge whether public servants are truly serving the public interest of their own. Yes, Alupo allows Johnson to keep secret the value of his financial assets. If Johnson wants to prove he's worthy of an unexpected promotion, though, he should release more information about what's really happening with his finances. Period. The end. Bags of doubloons.
4: Bags of doubloons. Yes. And in a potentially related story, the Justice Department says Wednesday it's investigating politicians, military officers, and government contractors for buying sex through a high-end brothel network operating in Massachusetts and the D.C. suburbs. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Now, before we get into this story, I just want to let everyone know I personally don't think that sex work should be illegal. I think sex work is work. But that being said, This is from Betsy Woodruff Swan at Politico. Federal prosecutors in Massachusetts charged three people with running the network, Han Lee and Jun Myung Lee of Massachusetts and James Lee of California. The two Massachusetts defendants were scheduled to have initial court appearances Wednesday afternoon. The D.C. area brothels were allegedly located in Fairfax and Tysons, Virginia. The defendants allegedly rented high-end apartments, paid for women's flights and transportation, and advertised sexual services available for hourly rates that ranged from $350 to $600 an hour. Prospective buyers were instructed to fill out forms with detailed personal information, including their names, addresses, employers, and a reference if they have one. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. The Justice Department said as it is investigating numerous people who may have paid for sex, including politicians, high tech and pharmaceutical executives, doctors, military officers, government contractors that possess security clearances, professors, lawyers, scientists, accountants, you name it. The department gave no further details about these individuals. Tyson's, where one of the alleged brothels was located, is a 30-minute drive from Washington, D.C. It's a hub for Washington's tech and defense sectors. In an affidavit, an agent with the Department of Homeland Security said he believes there are potentially hundreds of yet-to-be-identified customers who availed themselves of the scheme. The agent described using cell phone location data, physical surveillance, financial records, and interviews with the customers to track down information about the alleged network of brothels. A lawyer for Jun-myung Lee did not immediately respond to a request for comment. A lawyer for Han Lee declined to comment as well. Reached by phone, the manager for the Tyson's apartment complex described in the affidavit said she had no information about the investigation. So, we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Thank you AG, and this is from CNN. Well, the White House said
3: Thursday that Israel had agreed to move forward with daily 4-hour pauses of military operations in no- areas of northern Gaza. The move appeared to formalize a pattern of halting the violence to allow humanitarian aid to flow into the enclave and to allow civilians to flee away from the fighting. For the past several days, Israel has paused violence for hours-long windows where it allows civilians to evacuate south. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insisted in a statement Thursday evening that there would be, and I quote, no ceasefire without the release of hostages held by Hamas. Now, John Kirby, the National Security Council spokesman, cast the agreement to allow four hour pauses as a positive first step in easing the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. He said Israel would announce the timing of pauses three hours beforehand. He said, we've been told by the Israelis that there will be no military operations in these areas over the duration of the pause, and that this process is starting today, Kirby said, calling it steps in the right direction. Speaking shortly after at Joint Base Andrews, President Joe Biden said he had pressured Netanyahu to agree to significantly longer pauses in the violence, including during a phone call on Monday. He said, I've been asking for a pause for a lot more than three days, Biden told reporters, adding later, I've asked for even longer pause for some of them. And asked if he was frustrated with Netanyahu for the back and forth on humanitarian pauses, Biden hinted at some discord. He said, it's taken a little longer than I'd hoped. I have opinions about this, but I'm just going to keep reading the story. Now, Kirby said Israel's decision to allow four-hour pauses came after, and I quote, an awful lot of engagement by the administration to try to make sure that humanitarian assistance could get in and people could get out safely. He added that the pauses would provide, and I quote, brief windows of opportunity for safe passage of hostages being held by Hamas. He said, We've been urging the Israelis to minimize civilian casualties and do everything they can to reduce those numbers, Kirby said, saying they would provide breathing space for a few hours for civilians to move out of harm's way. Israel's been warning civilians to move to southern Gaza as it attacks targets in the north, a task that has proven difficult, if not impossible, for many Palestinians. In the enclave. Civilians have not been able to leave Gaza in large numbers since the war began. Groups of foreign nationals and some injured Palestinians were allowed out of the enclave recently. A senior Israeli official told CNN that Israelis are calling these four hour windows tactical localized pauses, that every day will be in a specific area. A neighborhood or area will be given several hours' notice that they will have a pause to give people in the north the ability to travel south for aid and relief. Israeli strikes continue in southern Gaza, and southern neighborhoods may also get notices of pauses so residents can go out and get relief as well. Now, the official argued that seeing people leaving northern Gaza in the last few days to head south is an indication that Hamas is losing its grip. Asked when these pauses will start, the official said, really soon. Secretary of State Antony Blinken had an agreement in principle on the pauses after his meetings in Israel last week, even though Netanyahu came out against the idea of humanitarian pauses on Friday— U.S. officials told that to CNN. Now, that was seen as the Israeli prime minister playing to his coalition, and the officials noted it was similar to when the Israeli government opposed humanitarian aid getting into Gaza before deciding to allow it. And one official said every step of this is like pulling teeth. Uh Now, although Israel had already been instituting such pauses, American officials see this agreement as progress because the Israelis are using the language of, and I quote, pauses, which is something the U.S. believes it can build on. Now, there's also a sense among the U.S. administration that the announcement adds some accountability of Israel violates the agreement because the Israelis can't claim they never agreed to it. Kirby added that the U.S. would like to see the daily pauses continue for as long as humanitarian assistance in Gaza is needed.
4: Yeah, um, I'm I'm not surprised that Joe Biden wants much more than this. Yeah. I so will say, and then I watched... Um... Hillary Clinton uh, make comments on this. Yeah, I, I about having having to understand the history of the region. Yeah, and I don't think enough people do. And
3: so I said this earlier, and I would say to our listeners, uh, take take a breath and. Uh, Not necessarily us, but a lot of people are talking more than they're listening about this, and they don't know what they're talking about. This is a very complex situation, and I've had to research, I've had to learn, uh, because I didn't understand it. Truthfully, I didn't understand it before October 7th. I understood a little bit, but you better believe that I started reading everything I possibly could, and I think right now we need to really focus on empathy and um, being soldiers for peace instead of taking one side or the other. It's
4: very complicated right now. Agreed. Thank you, my friend. Um, and yeah, listen to the experts. That's what I do. I, I yes. try to listen to experts. Um, I, you know, I mean, all I know, I don't want innocent people to die. That's all I know. Yep. Uh, I think we can all start and build from there. Well said. All right, everybody. We'll be back with John Sang for Fuglesang Fridays, and then we'll have the good news after that. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: If- Messages
4: will be right back. Fuglesang Fridays. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Friday, and that means my friend is here from the Tell Me Everything Serious XM Progress Show on Channel 127, weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the podcast, the John Fuglesang Show, my friend John Fugelsang.
2: Hey Allison, happy nine days until our government runs out of money.
4: Oh, oh, isn't it exciting? Every month, it seems, uh, <laughs> we're running up against this wall and these guys can't get shit past. And I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about Mansion. But first, we need to crack open a bottle of bubbly and celebrate what happened Tuesday night. Let's talk about that.
2: Wow. What can I say? The Republican Party got their butt kicked so hard. Vladimir Putin's hand is still sore. Uh <laughs> I mean, a, a red state that went for Trump by 26 percent reelected a Democratic governor. Abortion rights are have proven to be a complete drag for Republicans, even in the deepest of red states. Ohio voters added the right to abortion to their state constitution and decriminalized um, weed for recreational use. And
4: that went in like some heavy red counties overwhelmingly past that.
2: Just like Kansas. I mean, I mean, this it's it's all right there. The dog that caught the car, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you know, Republicans will never allow illegal immigration to end because, boy, when they when they actually get what they sell to these people all year, it doesn't work out too well for them. And of course, Democrats have won full control of Virginia's legislature, which means Glenn Youngkin will not be a Hail Mary pass nominee for the Republican Party. This was a very good week all around. I don't know how The New York Times is going to spin it as a, a, a desperate time for Joe Biden, but they'll find a way.
4: They have. Yeah. There's like this is separate. Biden is terrible. Everyone's anxious. But, you know, everything else went OK. I mean, there. No, I think, it's, I, I think it's tied into Biden.
2: I think this has to be you have to talk about this victory right with that Time Siena poll that has David Axelrod stuck to the ceiling. I mean, Democrats keep winning. Uh, They just keep winning election after election. And now they have to go out there and tell the conservative people why Democratic policies will help them. They need to go big. They need to go full Howard Dean 50 state strategy because it's not about Biden. And, Allison, I think I need I think Biden needs to make this his slogan uh, to handle the age issue and the polls issues. Folks, it's not about me because it's not. It wasn't about Biden last time. I've never been in love with the president in my life. Uh, He's probably the best president I've had in my life. He's certainly evolved the most of any president in my life. He's getting a lot of shit done with a divided Congress. But this is about stopping the fascism. This is about stopping the return to Trumpism. It's not about Joe Biden. If you ask people how you feel about Joe Biden, you're going to get mixed results. If you ask them how you feel about letting women have control of their own bodies, keeping fascists out of the White House, it's going to be a totally different ballgame.
4: Well, now the Republicans, of course, like in the Ohio legislature and elsewhere, are doubling down. We're going to get a 15-week abortion ban. We saw that last night in the the GOP debate. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. They're doubling down on losing policies. And it was announced today there is going to be a 50-state effort here. uh, And it's going to be, you know, they're running to, like, Arizona, Nevada. They want to put enshrining uh, abortion in their state constitutions. And they're calling it. Get this. And I love this. It's Dobbs and democracy. Yeah, that's what they're running on. And it's such a winning combo. We've been winning on it in every single special election this year. Every single election on Dobbs uh, on abortion rights that has happened since Roe fell. Uh, has gone the way of, of pro-choice. So it's they've yeah, they've they've awoken. They've kicked the beehive and they don't know how to put the bees back in the hive.
2: You are so right. I mean, look at the turnout in Ohio for abortion rights, a state that used to be a swing state and is now reliably conservative. I mean, you put ballots like this, you put special elections like this on abortion rights in all the swing states do it in Arizona, do it in Pennsylvania, do it in Wisconsin. Watch the turnout scream. Look at women who vote Republican because their husbands do vote Democrat. And by the way, this Times-Siena poll that everyone's lost their minds about first off you know this better than me it's not a poll of voters it's a poll of people who answer their landlines and it's a poll of people who answer their cell phones when they don't know who the caller is that's who went for trump in this poll not regular people Mm -hmm. those two groups but bigger than that they asked people if donald trump's 91 indictments in six and four jurisdictions turned them off and it, it had no impact but Buried in the study, Allison, they said, if Donald Trump is convicted, will that change your vote? And six percent flip to Biden if there's a conviction. Mm -hmm. So if just if there's just one conviction, this stupid poll that got people so terrorized, every state goes to Biden right away.
4: Yeah. And eight other polls released the same week show that Biden was well ahead when are we going to learn see okay polling is a business okay so just like yes. i don't think healthcare should be privatized and that the bottom line and money should be the number one thing just like i don't think government should be num- money should be the number one uh, consideration polling is is part of this enragement engagement machine we see it on twitter for example he pays people to piss people off and divide people and that's how he, and then he makes money on that he that whole you know analogy of the answer in the jar and somebody shakes the jar and then they start fighting who's shaking the jar well that's who's shaking uh, the fucking jar the polls 2012 wrong 2016 2018 oh. 22 24 Way off the red wave that was supposed to happen in twenty twenty two. That the that we're supposed to eke it out in twenty eighteen when it was a blue tsunami. This particular the polling that came out here and they aren't tie they don't want to tie Biden into it because the number guys numbers guys don't want to be wrong. They want to continue to sell their polls. These polling agencies That's make awesome. millions and millions of dollars and then they Please, s- sell these polls to the media so that the media can make you bite your nails and keep That's tuned into the media. So I'm OK. Off my soapbox.
2: You know, I love it. You're the best on this subject. Thank you. And I, I just want to add to that. You know, I, I you know what I like most about Joe Biden is that billionaires hate him. Boy, oh, boy, I would not have guessed billionaires uh, really have it in for this guy. But if Joe Biden is this far behind Trump in fall of 2024, I'll worry. If Biden's behind Trump after Trump's been convicted of multiple felonies, I'll worry. If Biden's behind Trump after another grisly year of abortion horror stories, I'll worry. And if Ron DeSantis was 50 points ahead in the GOP polling, I would worry. But again, this election's not going to be about reelecting Joe Biden. It's going to be about the necessity of stopping Trump to the presidency. That's going to drive turnout.
4: Yeah. And I actually interviewed you for a book that I'm working on about the media. And you said, I don't see them covering the Labor Day parade. They Uh, don't touch labor. This president is the most by far pro-labor president. And they have all, all of them, Democrats and Republicans up to this point have not touched that third rail because they don't want to upset the donors. Because the donors are the ones that have money. Democrats are learning your money comes from us now. And so I think that uh, and 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 that and just Joe Biden is a union dude. Like I mean, he's from Scranton. He's just a union guy. Took the train every day. Still takes the train every day. And you know, we're seeing his. He needs,
2: to, he, he needs to be on more picket lines. He needs to go with the healthcare workers. He was right not to go with the actors. I I get it. It hurt me as a SAG after member, but I totally get why he didn't join uh, the picket lines for them. But I think he needs to do it more. I think he needs to go to some Starbucks. I think he needs to go to Kaiser. He needs to go wherever there's one of these labor disputes and let himself be seen on the side of working people. But boy, it does not endear him to a media culture that does not cover labor.
4: No, sure. They sure don't. Um, and again, there's reasons for that. And, you know, I could talk about the privatization of things all day. The, the voucher bill failed. <laughs> Uh, yep. in, in Texas, the school voucher bill, we have we, they're trying to privatize education. Trump tried to privatize the V.A., The only reason he didn't is because his advisor said you'll never win reelection if you take (laughs) if you take money away from veterans. Uh, And so he was going to do it in his second term. And if he gets a second term, he will do it in a second term. You shouldn't privatize health care and you shouldn't privatize polls uh, and the media. But here we are. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Manchin. Manchin has said he's not running for Senate in West Virginia. Looks like he's probably he hasn't said this, but I'm guessing probably take a a hit at the no labels ticket or something uh, to run for president and And, of course, uh, Green Party, Jill Stein, Green Party, darling Jill Stein just announced she is now running for president for the Green Party um, with. uh, Yeah,
2: I thought she was running Cornell's campaign. My God, I can't keep track of these people.
4: It just happened like 10 minutes ago. Uh, I think Axios reported it um, running for the Green Party is like, oh, go away. Um, So, you know, I'm worried about the Senate the most in 2024 yeah. we have a terrible map um
2: yep. for it just got worse
4: and it just got worse uh for dems and i i think that we'll probably lose the senate uh, regain the house and re and hold the white house but that's why the dobbs and democracy initiative is so important this 50 state initiative get choice on the ballot in these states yep. drive out the voters and they will vote D down the ticket.
2: It's going to be like every election year we've ever had in our lifetimes, Allison. If there's very high turnout, Democrats will do well. If there's very low turnout, the status quo Republicans will do well. It's it's how it always is. And and you're exactly right. I mean, Manchin, look, at least he's, he's going to hand the seat over to a Republican now. And that's his final parting gift to the Democrats. Next, of course, they're trying to get Donald Trump reelected. Um, And Manchin jumped in his sports car and went to his yacht as soon as this announcement was done. You know, I I don't want to underscore the fact that Manchin has remained a Democrat. Uh, Manchin does support women's reproductive freedoms. There is no doubt that whatever Republican takes that Senate seat next year will be much worse for democracy and everything we care about than Joe Manchin. Having said that good riddance to <laughs> along with cinema the most bought and paid for democrat when mitch mcconnell is literally giving speeches urging his right wing donors to contribute to democrats you know you're on the wrong side of history and you've done it for personal profit that you do not need a coal miner a guy who owns a coal mine has no business being in our senate and he's been a just a just an awful guy who has done as much as he can to slow down progress We got to the lowest amount of childhood poverty in our country's history in 2022, thanks to the tax credit, 2021, rather, thanks to the, the child tax credit. And Manchin deserves more credit than any other American alive for having that streak end. We've proven we can reduce childhood poverty to its lowest levels if we want to. And Joe Manchin didn't want to anymore. And that's why it went up in 2022. That's the guy who's leaving.
4: Yeah. And now we have Republicans like Mike Johnson who want to uh, condition uh, aid to our allies on defunding the IRS for going after tax cheats. Uh, and then he was surprised when the CBO came out and said, we'll lose $12.5 billion on that IRS cut alone. And he's, like, I don't understand how cuts can equal deficit. And it's like, that, then you shouldn't be the Speaker of the House. And and by the way, maybe you don't understand money because you don't have any bank accounts. What the fuck is that?
2: Well, he's he's look, he's an ignorant guy, but I don't think he's that ignorant. He's playing a little pantomime for the people that control his party. And that's the donors. So the first thing he's going to do out of the gate, of course, is let the billion dollar donors know they're still a safe investment. And we will we will pursue a windmill and fight it and look like idiots for a day to let the ownership class to let the oligarch. It was, it was just a signal. It was all theater for the the, the oligarch class. That was it, uh, because you're right. Joe Biden added all this money to the budget uh, because Democrats have been elected president by the American people in seven of the last eight elections. They've won the popular vote in seven of the last eight elections. And in all of those elections, they promised to make the rich pay their fair share. And they never do. Bill Clinton raised the rate by three percent, had to fight to keep it that way. We know how well the economy did in the 90s. Barack Obama promised to raise it a measly three percent as well. He had to be elected twice before he got to do it for a couple of years. Republicans keep lowering the rate, lowering the rate. They don't want to do what Eisenhower did to create the middle class in the 50s. They don't want a middle class. They don't want to do what JFK did. They don't even want to do what Nixon did. They want to serve their donors. That's all they're good for. And so by having more IRS funding, they hire more agents to track down the rich deadbeats because this should be easy for Democrats to sell to voters and sell to conservatives. Shouldn't rich people feel the same amount of pinch you hardworking Americans feel? But Republicans just try to make it as more IRS bad, IRS bad. And in reality, the narrative is chasing down wealthy tax cheats because that helps our deficit. They, Mike, Mike Johnson, he knows as sure as he knows he ignores the Jesus parts of the Bible when he waves Jesus around as a prop, he knows that trying to strangle the IRS from going after wealthy tax cheats will increase money to the deficit because it decreases federal revenue. He knows it. He's evil, but he's not that stupid.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's not just that they don't want a middle class. They also want to take away uh, your right to reproductive health care and contraception so that poor people can have more workers. Uh, can, can be forced to give birth to what they refer to as human capital stock.
2: That's that. You, you nailed it. That's the workforce. I mean, and believe me, they're they're coming for your birth control, folks. I okay. mean, it might seem ridiculous now, but they're coming for your birth control when they go judge shopping all over Texas. So they find some Trump moron in Amarillo uh, to go ahead and say Mifepristone uh, isn't safe without consulting any scientists. And they're using that to ban the most popular drug used For chemical abortion, again, you don't like surgical abortion, have a pill, so the fertilized egg just leaves before it turns into anything. That's the safest way to go. That should be an easy sell to right-wing folks. But what's going to happen if they succeed with this? If they succeed in banning mifepristone, which is safer because abortion is safer than pregnancy, Abortion is safer than childbirth in all 50 states. Mifepristone is safer than childbirth. They don't care about women's health and they sure don't care about babies. And they don't, if they cared about abortion, Allison, you know this, if they cared about abortion, they'd get behind Mifepristone. They'd get behind free birth control. They'd get behind sex ed. But this will lead, if they get it banned, to mail order Mifepristone, which means this thing ends with government agents going through the mail of private citizens. That is what they're fighting for. And once again, the Bible is never against, never against uh, birth control. God never says thou shalt not wear a Jimmy hat. When God said, be fruitful and multiply, there were two people. We're at 8 billion now, mission accomplished.
4: Well, that's why I advocated so hard after the Dobbs decision leaked for um, leave to be approved with no questions asked for uh, active duty service members who needed to seek reproductive health care. Because when you are in the military, first of all, you don't get to decide what state you live in. And second of all, you don't belong to yourself. You are now called a general issue, a GI. You belong to the government and so does your mail. And they do go through your mail. And so, you know, I, back when I was in the military, you could just walk off base and go seek reproductive health care wherever you were in the country because of Roe and the protections yeah. of, of, of our rights. But now, if you can't do that and you need to travel, you'd have to tell them why you have to take leave and th- they can turn you down. Um, they go through your mail so you can't get the thing in the mail. And so I was like, please, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, please just pr- approve leave. For people in the, in the military, uh, especially in states uh, that have these trigger uh, trigger laws that ban abortion or stop it at six weeks when you don't even know you're pregnant. Four months later, sure enough, yeah. we have that policy. And today, Senator Tim Kaine is forcing Tommy Tuberville to object to every single one of 100 military promotions. And he is oh,
2: good. And Thank you, is. Tim Kaine. Yeah, Bring and- the fight to them.
4: And Tuberville continues. Uh, I hope they just change the rules so that they can nominate everybody on block. It's uh, it's a national security issue, and and we shouldn't have to have something like a war between Israel and Hamas to to treat our military properly. We had the fucking commandant of the Marine Corps have a heart attack because he was working three jobs. It's it's insanity. So.
2: And can I just, these are the same right-wingers who would not let brave gay and lesbian troops openly serve because they said that would compromise military readiness. And now they are literally publicly sabotaging military readiness readiness because one moron senator from Alabama who doesn't even live in Alabama has decided his shitty interpretation of a Bible, which never bans abortion, is more important than letting women who serve this country in the armed forces have control of their own bodies
4: especially in a job where rape is prevalent thank you ah thank you my friend i always love talking to you it's just fun it's- oh
2: yeah. it's so cheery hasn't it uh <laughs> can i just say i watched the gop debate and my drinking game words allison were abortion uh palestinian civilians and middle class How did you make it to this interview today? Stayed sober all night. Those words were abortion, Palestinian civilians and middle class were three phrases the Republicans don't like to use. Mm. Who knew? I should have said woke, open borders and inflation. But next time. Next time.
4: Next time you want to be admitted to the hospital uh, with alcohol poisoning. Thank you so much, my <laughs> friend. Uh, everybody, please tune in to uh, Tell Me Everything. It's on Sirius XM Progress, channel 127, weeknights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. And it's now a podcast, the John Sang Show. Yes. You must listen um, if you don't have access to Sirius XM you can definitely listen to the podcast for free. So make sure to subscribe too, because when you subscribe, that is what impacts the charts. And when you, you get us up on the charts, it kicks people like Dan Bongino down on the charts and Charlie Kirk down on the charts. And that's really fun. So if you haven't subscribed to the John Fuglesang show, do it now, it's free to do it. Also do it with the Jack podcast, Clean up on L45 and this show, The Daily Beans. My friend, it's been wonderful to see you.
2: Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
4: Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play whatever the animal is that you're sending me, I'll try to guess. We had stinky turtles yesterday. That was fun. Um, if you want to give a <laughs> shout out to a loved one, uh, a shout out to a small business in your area or your small business. I know we have so many truly incredible entrepreneurs and makers and creators that listen to this program, uh, send, send that into us. We'll give you a boost. If you have uh, no pod pet tax to pay, you can send us an adoptable pet in your area. Um, or, you know, baby pictures or frog or anything, really just anything. Just send it in. Dailybeanspod.com, click on contact. We need your good news. First up from Don, pronounce he and him. Hello, Beans Queens. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my partner, Lisa Ann. I love these. I love, I love partner shout-outs. She is a union rep, a local county democratic committee member, an amazing actress, a teacher, the best dog and cat mom on the planet, and also a badass lady podcaster. Her show is called The Bardcast. It's Shakespeare, you dick. (laughs) <laughs> check it out if you would like, like to learn about shakespeare with swearing from two longtime scholars actors and directors oh my god that sounds amazing i'm totally gonna listen to this for pet tax what the mutt i've included pics of lisa ann's dog karma see if you can guess what she is uh oh, well there it is right in front of us uh, our producers didn't put it at the end but oh, she yep. is great pyrenees parson russell terrier korean jindo golden retriever and hound i wouldn't I have guessed know. any of those so I, maybe hound I, she looks long I'm, i probably would have said like corgi and ozzy or something that's fair yep <laughs> and chow chow you know yeah of course
3: all right thank you so much for kicking us off we've got anonymous No. um pronouns she and her dear ag and dg i'd like to shout out my amazing sister a middle school social worker she's had some hard blows this month after losing a student due to an accident And just this week, a beloved family member, somehow she still manages to look out for all of us, offering support, her invaluable perspective and love. I want to make sure she knows what a rock star she is in this world. She's making an important positive impact on the next generation through her work and in our community and family through her giving spirit. Thanks sis for always being there. You are the best of us. For Pet Tax, Oscar, a.k.a. Squeaky Hinges McGee, because he squeaks when he yawns, a.k.a. Sloth Dog. In one picture, he's in his Halloween pickle costume. He's rescued us in 2021, and we are better for it. Thanks, ladies. I listen every day, and I'm recruiting others. Mwah!
4: Aww, look at this baby. He's cute. Uh-oh. Oscar.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, I love it. I love it. I love it the pickle adorable thank you for that submission next up from anonymous pronoun she and her dear ladies you bring me a way to digest the news thank you i listen weekly i babysit my 11 month old grandson and i listen to your voices during his naps and or on walks my good news i want to give a shout out for the lgbtq plus allies choir river city mixed chorus in omaha nebraska while i'm only in my second year RCMC is celebrating its 40th anniversary, and we're around 160 strong, and our joint voices welcome and support everyone. I'm proud to be a part of this choir. I have no pets, but I will share a picture of the Monarch caterpillars I try to support. Thank you so much for your work. Look at the beautiful Monarch butterfly caterpillar.
3: They really are beautiful, and obviously they butterfly into
4: something spectacular. River City Mixed Chorus. I hope you guys do the trouble right here in River City with <laughs> yep. capital T. That we, I mean, I hope you guys just do that every day because you are the River City Mixed <laughs> Chorus. Fantastic. All
3: right. This one is from Happy in Virginia, and I guarantee I'm going to get a correction on this one, somewhere in this submission. Now, this is Happy in Virginia, pronouns she and her. In addition to Virginia keeping the Senate and flipping the House blue, there is more good news from Al- Albemarle County. In Charlottesville, Uh, the school board elections, Democrat Allison Spillman beat incumbent Meg Bryce. Yes. Who is the daughter of the late conservative Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. She's a very right wing Republican who received national money and attention and ran a nasty campaign. She's also the mother of four children in private school. Allison is the mother of five public school children and students and won the seat by a significant margin. Go Virginia. Let's keep the momentum
4: going. That one made me happy, too. Yeah. Thanks for that. Happy in Virginia. Next up from Anonymous, pronouns he and him. Hello, Daily Beans Queens. I have a submission for adoptable pets in your area. My wife found two kittens at her work that were in really rough shape, so she brought them home. They both were malnourished and were suffering from eye infections, so we took them to the vet. They've since recovered and they're looking for homes. We've named them Oscar and Wild. Wild is incredibly protective of his brother, who appears to still have some vision problems. We, well, When we first had them, Wild would stand in front of his brother and hiss. Now that they're more comfortable, sometimes when you pet Oscar, he starts purring. Wild will follow suit. They are a really cool bonded pair, and we'd be willing to drive anywhere in Northern California to drop them off in a forever home if someone's interested. We've fostered numerous cats, and these two are really special. A.G., look at that first picture.
3: Oh Oh my god! I want—they're adorable. I kind of want them. (laughs) I mean, if you got room, you know I'm highly allergic. So, oh,
4: pretty babies!
3: Oh, they're They're sweet. Well, anonymous, thank you for bringing this to our attention. I really hope there's someone listening that's got room for these two babies because
4: they're sweet. I love that they're protective of the other one that doesn't have the very good eyes. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, this one's from Andy,
3: Pronounce he and him. Since we've started critiquing the show in the good news, I really don't think I could stand to hear the music for the Flip It Blues segment ever again without vomiting. Such a horrible tune. Anyway, with that out of the way, I'm a longtime listener, and honestly, I don't think I would be here today without A.G. and Dana. Seriously, my wife of 22 22 years died three years ago during the height of COVID. Mm. And this podcast and the wonderful community of listeners and patrons has helped me make it through. And I just have to take the time to thank you for all of the laughter and tears and charismatic mega plastics for making it through. Thank you, A.G. and Dana, for helping to keep this dude somewhat sane through the roughest times I've ever been through, Andy. Oh my God, look at this. I'm sending you so much love. I'm so sorry.
4: All the hugs to you, Andy. I'm sorry about the flip it blue music. I know it's terrible. That's kind of why it's there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm glad we brought you some laughter and joy and just keep being
4: strong. Yes. Just keep listening to that charismatic mega plastics episode. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. a smile to my face, Andy again all the hugs and all the love thank you so much yes. for sending that in and thanks to everybody for sending your good news I can't stop looking at these kittens oh my god the kittens are really cute I I, I bet like in like a
3: week you're going to be like Sedana I went from two cats to four I have three right now oh never mind don't you need a kennel license for five cats <laughs>
4: you know you just need your AARP card oh my god <laughs> are you sure you're not a lesbian and your divorce papers yeah there you go I <laughs> uh, sometimes wish I lived in a neighborhood with a bunch of kids so I could like find out what the rumors are about about me. Oh, totally. Oh, thank you everybody. Again, uh send in your stuff. Send it to us. We need your good news at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh again, 4 30 p.m. Pacific, 7 30 p.m. Eastern. Me and Pete, we're having clean cleanup on our forty-five. Happy hour for patrons. So you can grab a mocktail or a cocktail and join us and Ask Pete all the questions because I know you guys like him better, but that's okay. Uh, So that's today. Uh, We would love to see you there. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Not today. All right. Everybody, you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Have a great Veterans Day. That's tomorrow. Um, I'll be going and having my free appetizers at Applebee's or whatever I get. Thank you for every
3: veteran out there. Truly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Yep. Yes, indeed. All right. Until. Well, you know what happens over the weekend. We'll have bonus episodes. We're going to have the refried beans now. So don't be surprised when you get those jacks on Sunday um, with uh, me and Andy. Um, uh, You know, you you know the drill by now if you're listening. So thanks, everybody. But to our new listeners, there's a lot of other stuff out there. Go to mswmedia.com to check it out. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote Blue over Q. And keep doing it and taking everyone you know with you.